The FM Evolution podcast is brought to you by CGP Maintenance and Construction Services. We'll ensure consistently great performance to help keep your business running smoothly. For more information, visit cgpconstruction.com. My one piece of advice is that you can't change anything if you don't bring the people along with you. And, you know, while having great visuals, great metrics, all the fancy tools in the world, if you can't bring them along with you, it's just, it's just going to collect dust. And um, you're, you're not going to make that, that improvement that you're hoping to maintain or achieve. This is the FM Evolution Podcast, brought to you by CGP Maintenance and Construction Services, bringing you trends, innovations, and advancement of the facility management universe. Welcome to the Evolution. Here's Sean Black. What's up, guys? It's Sean Black at FM Evolution. Welcome back to another show. Hey, we are almost done with 2021, and one of the major issues that we've been really facing this year in FM is risk management and supply chain issues. Well, today we have a guest on, A.W. Schultz from the Visual Management Group, and we talk about solving these problems with good planning and process and how you can help manage that risk and how that's really tied into supply chain management, which we all know right now is one of the biggest challenges that we are all facing. So stay tuned. You're not going to miss this one. It's going to be a great episode. But before that, here's a word from our sponsors. Did you know that CGP Maintenance and Construction Services are also commercial plumbers? They added the plumbing division in 2000 and have been serving the nation's largest brands ever since. They offer everything from cleaning drains, camera work, and grease trap repairs to full repipes and dig-ups. So when your brand needs commercial plumbing, remember to call CGP. They are ready to be on-site 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. They specialize in restaurants, retail stores, commercial buildings, and hospitality. No matter what your plumbing needs may be, CGP is ready. And because they are a maintenance company, they can make the repairs needed after the plumbing is completed as well. One call will do it all. Call them today at 858-454-7326 or check them out on the web at www.cgpconstruction.com. Give them a call today. What's up, guys? It's Sean Black at FM Evolution. Welcome back to another show. Uh, always excited to talk about innovations and trends and what's going on in today's world. And today I'm excited because we're going to talk about managing risk with the VMG group. Uh, and I have AWS Schwartz on. Hey, buddy, how you doing? Hey, Welcome Sean. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm, man, this is, a, this is a good subject because it's, <laughs> it's one of those things that every single FM and for that matter, vendor that works with them has to deal with. They all have to deal with managing risk. Um, so I'm excited to kind of be able to dive into this. Um, so you are, we'll see if I get this right. Okay, your MBA, PMP, LSSMBB, and of course, a CMRP, uh, and your company's Visual Management Group. So you guys work with maintenance, reliability, and operations industries to kind of develop and implement programs to increase and sustain profitability for companies. I would, you know, that's, that's really exciting. I want to learn more about that. If you could tell all the listeners a little bit more about what you guys do, that'd be awesome. Yeah, so what VMG is, is a consulting and business development organization, and we focus on you know, process improvement, change management, and customized business intelligence supporting maintenance reliability. You know, I've been doing this kind of work for the last 15 years. Much of it's the last 16 months, I've been doing it on my own. And wow. uh, you know, most recently, there's been a lot of interest in applying business intelligence, 
to the current CMMS or ERP systems. And what we're doing is building customized dashboards, developing KPIs. Because re- reality, we, we, when we're hit by this COVID thing, there's been a lot of work that doesn't get done in the same manner. Um, executives and managers don't have that luxury of meeting at the, at the sites or at the facilities. So one of the tools that are, that's, that's being introduced, it's, it's, it's becoming new and popular, is um, building intelligence through you know, dashboards and other key performance indicators because they want real-time information. It's a simple understanding of the business intelligence and in that business intelligence is about connecting business decisions to the facts about the business and the environment to take a deep dive understanding and to understand what, it, what, what makes the business work better. And that's kind of a broad scope of it. Yeah, it is. That's, it's so relevant right now. I, I can't even tell you how many conversations that we have, even internally here, it's so data-driven right now. All of our clients, all of the FMs we work with is so data-driven. And the SLAs and the, key, and the KPIs are such an ingrained part of conversation right now. And being able to gather that data from all these different sources is tremendously, uh, uh, it's difficult. It's really actually kind of hard. Well, it's, it's hard because in the past, it was, we'd, we'd open up these multiple applications. Mm-hmm. And now we've got the technology. If you build it right, it's all right there for you. And you can, you, it helps make those decision makings based on data that's supporting it. Um, so yeah. it carries a lot of value in it. It does, and and uh, so that what you're doing is tremendously important, uh, and I'm excited to learn more about this as we go, especially when it comes to risk management and managing those processes and what you guys do there. Uh, but why I want to ask you is, you know, it's kind of a tradition on the show is <laughs> is we always like to ask our guests what they're reading. Um, you know, a big part of our culture here is again is growth and learning and education, uh, I, much like what you guys do with your clients. Uh, so I'd love to know what what you're reading right now. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, like anything, you, you got to keep that knowledge going, and, and reading is the best way to do it. Two books, I guess, I want to, I guess, quote to, and one of the one I'm reading right now is it's called The Four Hour Work Week. Oh, and, the one. Oh, you yeah. had it. Okay. Yeah, That's yeah, by yeah. Tim Ferriss, and it's, for, I guess, for the listeners out there that may not know this, it's, I don't know if I'd say it's, it's a it's a it's a chapter book. You go from page to page on it, but it's a great mm-hmm. reference book, and it, you know, it came <laughs> out and. About 10, 12 years ago, but yeah. a lot of the strategies and tactics, how to make your work day more efficient are still pretty relevant to this day. And um, it's it, it's a great reference book to that. It's a great book. He also has another book I read. It's Tools of Titans. And Tools it's, of Titans. Yeah, it's super and, good. Uh, he also made the, the, let's see, the four-hour work week, the four-hour body, and the four-hour chef. Um, yeah. Similar, <laughs> similar concepts on how to just maximize your, your effort with the minimal amount of work. Tim's really interesting, man. He's inspiring. He's got a great podcast. Uh, I, I follow him quite a lot. Um, and uh, he's he's gathered a lot of insightful information in those books. So that's a great ad. What was the other one? You said you have one more. The other one is, this is, I, I haven't read this in a while, but it's a, I often try to reference this book and, you know, I, I encourage other ones to read it. It's called The, the Checklist Manifesto by oh. Atul Gawande. And the the reason this book is, is is I guess relevant to me, especially when you start talking about process improvement, is you know it, it's literally that is it's talking about the importance of having a checklist. You mm-hmm. think about the airplanes and all the lists that they go mm-hmm. through, and just how the evolution of of building of that that building that knowledge to come forward to saying that we had it because we're human, we make mistakes on it. I you know I I, I fortunately had read this book before I. <laughs> 
it was it was it was a mild um, surgery my 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 wife had several years ago, mm-hmm. and as you go in there. You, you go in there, and the, and the first thing they're asking you is, "Okay, so what are you here for?" Well, you know what I scheduled it for, <laughs> yeah. and then, then you see the nurse, and and then she asks you the same thing, like, "What are you here for?" Yep. Why? What's the same thing we told yeah. them? We just talked about this, and yeah. then the doctor walks in and asks the same question. You're like, "Yeah." And then I call my wife. Listen, listen. I, I know what this is. This is this is based off of some 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 serious yeah. injuries that have happened in the fast where oh, people yeah. have had surgery on the wrong leg. <laughs> Um, because some simple things like market off, what are we, what are we working yeah. on today? And this checklist manifesto kind of talks about like where, where it plays value and, and how it, it, it can foster some, some getting rid of some of those, the, those risks that are out there that we see today. I love that. That's a great book. I, I have not even read that. Yeah. Um, I'll add that to my list. See, this is what I love about doing this is I get all these, it's kind of selfish, really. <laughs> I get all these new books that I'm like, man, I didn't even see that's a good one, man. Good. Yeah, it's good a simple app. read too. It's, I think it's less yeah, than twenty yeah, pages. Yeah, I love that though. But we talk so much about that pre-flight, you know, checklist of trying to get things done and and having a very systematic approach to doing things. Um, so that's really, really good. Okay, yeah. so we're today we're going to be talking, you know, about something that really again affects everyone in facility management, uh, and that's risk management. So you guys, you know, obviously you work with FMs to help them in this process. Um, I wondered if you could kind of elaborate with how, you know, your group does this. What, what's your process? What do you go through? Well, the process comes into is one, it's, it's usually the management or executive accepting that we need a, we need to make a change mm-hmm. and it's comes down through an analysis on it, looking at your systems, your performance, your KPIs that you have out there and developing an action plan to, to foster that and scoping it to a manner that. We've got that simple wins, you know, something that's, you know, 30 to 60 days out and then building on top of that for the next 18 months of where we think we can take from a, a ground level to, 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 to upper level. So you, you've got that, you think about that, that tree, right? And, you know, initially you, you're plucking all, picking up all that stuff on the ground. And a lot of times you come in and you, you do that simple work. And then as you, as you apply those different, you know, process improvement tools, it, it, it fosters a great improvement to it. So that's a lot of that. And then, you know, I talked about uh, uh, business intelligence, or we, we use it like uh, any any project that you're going to. You want to have controls at the end that that has that that level of comfort that's going to sustain it. And business intelligence offers that, especially we, we utilize um, Power BI as as a visual, both as as a way of monitoring the, the control levels from where the executives can see, where the managers can see, and seeing that things don't veer off in any manner that uh, from the work that we've done. Do you find like most of the people you you end up working with are kind of the CEO level, or do you end up working with a lot of the administrators? Um, I, I start with the CEO level, and then it's it's usually you know can you help those guys down quick. there? <laughs> yeah, they're like this is really cool. You need to go see this guy. <laughs> well, huh. the, the thing is too, it's it's about change management, and if you got to be open to to want to change yourself to, if you want to take down an organization because. You know, from from the top level off, I mean that that's that's where the message is coming from. So you know, having those that 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 are interested in the change, and sometimes they just they don't know what the next step is, and that's that's usually where where we come in and and, and try to you know find the, find those simple things, make those make those 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 quick wins, and and create some energy around it. And it's 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 not a hard process as far as the complexity of it, but it's it, it involves engaging the workforce and building energy around changing processes that may have been, um, you know, 
in place for for many years. Twenty and years, just, yeah. yeah. Some of the just, stuff, the, some of these guys get so entrenched in the and what they're doing right now, and and I don't know, we've been doing this way, it works, but it's not. It's, it's tribal knowledge. You can't get over that. Yeah, it is, and it's it's great to have an outside perspective on that stuff, especially from the CEO level. I know that they're going, hey, listen, let's just get some feedback from someone outside of this that's not so close to this. He can give us kind of an overview of, of the, what we're not seeing. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. that's really, really interesting. You know, we one of the things that came up during a discussion earlier uh, is that you guys were, kind of, you know, big on education and around maintenance and planning. And, and I know that we talked about kind of uh, what you're doing, you're, I know you're planning kind of uh, an event that's going on. Um, how does that kind of relate to risk management in, in what you're doing from, edu- from an educational standpoint? Yeah, so what we're talking about is um, we're, we're building a, an advanced uh, planning and scheduling for, 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 for maintenance planners. Nice. And it's, um, it's, 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 it's meant to be customized to the industry of, of looking at a, a planner's role of when, you know, Things break all the time in, in facilities, and we can't always rely on the one that fixes it to find it. So to, to do that, you've got to have a, a process, and usually a process goes into making a request. From when you make a request, that planner takes that request and divides, hey, is this something value-added we want to go and do? And, then you, and if, if it is, okay, that's great. So let's move on to how we want to scope it, depending on what that project is. So working with the planners to understand, like, you know, if we're having a problem that's causing this minor, whatever that thing would be, do we have to just gut out, you know, if it's, if it's HVAC units, an HVAC unit versus just doing some simple repairs to it? So understanding how to, how to scope it right, because there's a cost to that, right? And yeah. understanding that the planners, they, they play an impact on that and determining, is it approaching its useful life or can we get by on it? Or is it, is it time to just to, to swap it out with something new? And then from there, it's, it's asking, okay, once we've scoped it, what's the plan for it? Because usually, depending on what it is, this could involve, um, if this is a factory, taking, that, taking those equipment lines down or those assets down for a time mm-hmm. being and having the, the maximum amount of, of time pushed into the minimum amount of, of uh, window to get that work done. And a planner plays such an important role in that when you start identifying what those risks are. Uh, because you, you don't take the lines down only to find out that you don't have parts to do it. Because that's mm. there's there's some non-value in that, and you know, <laughs> it happens. No, it does. Honestly, we get a lot of calls for stuff like that. I mean, as a, a you know, as a self-performing GC, the, the CGP, the company I work with or for, and they, it's always emergencies, hair on fire, and it's stuff just like that because people have not planned well and don't have a format to follow, and all of a sudden. Uh, Water boilers are exploding and things, you know, things of that nature. It's just, it gets really crazy. So that's really interesting. You know, we're obviously, from our standpoint, we love to bring value to the FM community. We're big supporters of education and, and, and teaching uh, and in training, you know, FMs and, and being a part of that process. Uh, and it seems like you guys are really, you know, very much grounded in let's, educate you know the fms in the community and about the planning and about what's going on um and when it comes to education um what you know educating the fms what about maintenance uh, and planning do you typically go into like how do you how do you educate them where do you start uh well it, first of all it's understanding where the where the the need for the change is 
um, taken some of the, what would we call it, maybe the, the benchmarks of what, what good is. A lot of these folks, you know, they've, they've worked in a facility. They, they know it from ground up. They, they, yep. they could have been helping laying the bricks down for all we know. And yeah. they've, they've only seen it one way. So it's great having a new set of eyes to come in and saying, you know, this, there, there are tools out there that can help support it. And training them on those tools and understanding that there's, there's processes for this, that you, you don't make decisions in, in a bottle, that you, you need to, to expand. And, 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 and communication is always the key to that. Um, certainly helping those that, 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 are, that are new to want to make things change or make things better. And that's, that's typically kind of the approach to it. Um, there's certainly, a, there's different tools out of toolbox that you want to pull, but uh, that's, that's usually how the discussion starts. What do you feel like is your biggest challenge in that process? Is it just people kind of being stuck in the mud or you have to like work with them to get them, get them going? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 those that, it's those that um, they think they've tried it before and yeah. it didn't work. So why are we trying it again? And mm-hmm. usually the approach is that, you know, first we got to recognize that we see there's a need for change. And we've seen this nature change because we've done our analysis. We've, 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 we've looked at this and like, you know, your facility is, this is what we usually see. And this is where you're at, but we're yeah. not far away. We can pick up some of that fruit on the ground and we can, we can make some changes. And, and, and some of the, the next question is usually, how do you know it's, it's, it's sticking? Because you know, it's sticking when they start talking the talk and they start, instead of blaming the people, they start about t- blaming the process and what we need to do to change the process. And that's usually, for me, the most rewarding thing about when you're going into a facility and trying to improve them is when you're walking away and they're talking about the next steps on it, where we can go next. So that's, that's what's awesome, fun man. for me. Yeah, I love that. Well, listen, we're going to take a quick commercial break right now. We're going to thank our sponsors and uh, we'll be right back with AW at VMG. CGP Maintenance and Construction Services Incorporated is not just a general contractor. They build, service, and maintain facilities while self-performing for some of the largest brands in the nation. With over 33 years in business, they've got what it takes to be the partner you deserve in today's fast-paced facility management marketplace. Welcome back to FM Evolution. I'm your host, Sean Black. And of course, I'm here with my guest, A.W. Schultz at VMG. Uh, And we were talking about VMG and helping FMs with risk management. Uh, And really, these guys are amazing at doing this through planning and management and really helping educate the clients. But one of the things I want to chat about is something we're all kind of running into right now. Uh, and we talked a little bit about this before, which is supply chain management. <laughs> what? Man, tell me about your experience. What are you running into now out there? Because I know for us, it's, it is challenging. Yeah. So I, I've, I've had a lot of questions mm. about, you know, because we, we all see what's on the news, right? And you see those, I think it was a month ago, we were talking about all those, those boats that were sitting in the harbors and no one can unload them. And then if you remember a couple months before then, we we're talking about all those devices that we were, those, those, those microchips that are going in these cars that they couldn't do it. So we started with the manufacturing part and then we're going to the supply chain. And, you know, last couple of weeks now we're talking about, we don't have enough truckers to unload these, these, these trucks. So if you take this down to a um, process standpoint, the way manufacturing, the way supply chain works is you want to create a pull system. Mm-hmm. This pandemic has caused us to lose control of the pull. And typically, the way you create a pull is you define the bottleneck. We don't know right now where the bottleneck is. It's, it's, it's following the process right now. And the, the thing is, what we're going to probably see 
from what experts are saying is that it's going to be to like Q2 of 2022 until we start seeing things level off. And what you're yeah, probably going to see is you won't see the exact process or like the, you know, all these boats stuck in the harbors, but you will see a little bit tickling of the insufficiencies in, in the supply chain. And it's, you know, it, it's about creating pull and it's in creating pull, you create just in time inventory. That's, it's, you know, the mm. common phrase that was, yep. um, you know, introduced, you know, 50 or 60 years ago, but that's, that, that's what we've, that's what we're seeing. Um, and you know, a lot of have asked what can be done about it. It's it's about identifying and creating that that natural pull. And if you don't have that natural pull, you're creating a push. And when you create a push, you know your 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 delivery work is too fast. You're making too much inventory, and um, we you're, you're supplying things that your customer may not even want. Yeah, I I feel like we're all pulling. <laughs> oh, pushing. We're all pulling pushing. on the same thing. Yeah. Or we're all pushing. Yeah. yeah, we're all pushing on the same thing right now. I, I, if someone could please give me some tile on time, that'd be great. Tile, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seems like every paint, tile, you name it. Uh, and I know across the board, it doesn't, you know, appliances, use stainless steel, everything's up in price and availability is long. So that's really interesting. Um, what is the best way that you guys kind of recommend to, to manage that risk uh, with that pool? How do you guys do that? Well, there's 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 three ways you can work to create that that pullback. One is you make sure you have. Now, I'm going to have to bring it down a little bit because I we're we're talking about a global perspective, and yeah, if we're talking just your own factories or your own supply yeah. chain, one you got to map out where your, where your, where your workflow is um, and estimate the pull. And usually, the pull yeah. is determining where your where you determining where your tack time is for. When when something's at this step, how long does it take to get to this step? And you create that that, that bottleneck because you want to you want to limit progress, limit the work in that progress. So you're always creating that pull, which is sustainability, which is reliability, and predictability. Mm. Um, different ways you can do that. It, it, there's some there's tools. It's called you know understand what the critical path is, and that is just saying like you're building widgets and you got ten different machines that or suppliers that supply this understanding where the workflow is and what is the critical path that what what must get there on time if if we want to keep the things for moving forward and it, a lot of that is developed through a, a value stream map or process map different other tools but it's 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 done during an analysis on it and certainly the ways when you build it understanding that you want to have a monitors and controls in it going forward and a lot of those things are you know what your what could be your visual controls or how you can make it you know dummy proof so that uh, you, you are continually to build that pull system um, because you're much more predictable when you have that system in place. I love that, man. I, and I was going to ask you, you know, essentially how you create that framework. And I got to imagine right now that this has to be one of the biggest demands that you're hearing for helping to plan and manage this supply chain management. I, you, you tell me, but I, I got to figure going through and meeting with these companies and, and I'm, you know, helping them to create that framework. It's got to be a, a big deal for you right now. It, it's a big deal. And the, the thing that I, I think a lot of us didn't take into account is that we're all struggling through it. You yeah. know, the, even if you're a local supplier, you still rely on supplies from individuals that aren't local. That being either the wrapping or the plastics that go around it, or just some of the other containers or the the, the frameworks of whatever you're making, it's it's likely not a hundred percent local 
um, f- from uh, from a, from a supply chain perspective. I agree, hundred uh, percent. You know, and it it gets complicated real fast. <laughs> it does. You know, I'm, just, I, I'm just kind of a simple guy, but you know, trying to grab, you know, wrap your head around all this visual management and what you do. I'm super glad there's there are guys and companies like you guys that will help people um, to deal with this because it's, it's not simple. It's, there's pretty, it gets pretty complex. And well, and the I hardest, know you guys, yeah. go ahead. I was saying the hardest part is to take something difficult and make it simple. Um, and that, that's it, usually it, what the goal exactly. is. Exactly. Yeah. And that is not easy to do, no. you know? Uh, and I know you guys help, companies solve big issues like this and kind of tie everything back together with the maintenance and planning. How does that directly kind of and you know, tie into supply chain management? I know we kind of briefly hit on it, but what's your biggest aha moment with people when you're working with them? That they don't understand the process, that they, um, that they think that um, things are always managed from one area. So when, when individuals don't know what, um, what, what their roles are and you know, you think about maintenance and, you know, maintenance, I mean, supply chain is their customer. And if they're not meeting the customer's demand, um, unfortunately, the, the entire facility um, will, will suffer from it. So having a, a, a good process flow, having a good CMMS system or a planner system, they all pay dividend to that. Yeah. I love that, man. I love that. It's such a great, I, I really want to emphasize that to FMs and, and you know, how this process ties together. Uh, and I agree with you that a lot of people don't think of it and really understand the process, especially when it comes to dealing with supply chain management. Because we're all like, what do we what do? we do?" You know, <laughs> hands up here. We don't know. So, I mean, like I was saying is essentially, you know, it's awesome to honestly to have a resource for people to kind of go to because it's not an easy topic. Everyone in our our, our marketplace, you know, in facility management industry and across the board are all dealing with this problem. And it's hard to understand how it ties into maintenance planning and really how the two kind of lock together. And that's, you know, like I said, it's good to have a resource for people to be able to go back to and connect with and learn about this process. Okay. It is, yeah. That's it. We're wrapping up, man. It went fast, huh? Yeah, that's great. Um, You know, I have one thing I want to ask you as we wrap up the podcast here is if you could give one piece of advice to all the FMs out there, what would you tell them? My one piece of advice is that you can't change anything if you don't bring the people along with you. And, you know, while having great visuals, great metrics, all the fancy tools in the world, if you can't bring them along with you, it's just, it's just going to collect dust. And um, you're, you're not going to make that, that improvement that you're hoping to maintain or achieve. That. That's awesome, man. FM, you know, we had a, a great FM on who, who said, hey, man, FM is about the people. It is. It is. And, yeah. and and I love that. And this directly ties into that. And I, you know, we drive that home every single day here. It's not about the facilities. It's about the people that are in them. Uh, and so that's a great point. Great advice. All right, man. So how do people find you? If they're going to connect up with you and go, I want VMG to help me out. What do they do? Where do they go? Well, you know, I'm, I'm really active on LinkedIn. If you're uh, A.W. Schultz or um, that's probably the best area you can you can find me at. Um, I, I'm also a, you know, a, a community champion on uh, the maintenance community. Um, so if you want to learn more about just maintenance topics and just talk shop, that's, that's kind of where you might find me there too. Love it, man. Listen, we will post up uh, in the show notes 
how to get a hold of you. We'll give you uh, some links to your LinkedIn profile so people can connect and you guys can, you know, start good conversation on the topic here. So thank you, uh, AW, for joining us, man. I appreciate it. It's cool to hear people in the industry that are dealing with these kind of problems, these challenges, because they're so relevant to what we uh, are, uh, are facing every single day right now. Yeah. Thank you for joining us on the show. I really appreciate it. This is a great podcast. I, you know, it, it, it can be used as a very effective tool for others out there if they want to learn about Thank uh, you, man. Uh, FM. I love that. For everyone who is listening on your favorite podcast platform, hey, if we're providing value for you and you like us, give us a like. Leave us uh, a comment. We'd love to have questions come in from our listeners. Uh, we use those to help develop new topics and information. And uh, again, if you're on YouTube, hey, if, in, if we're providing the value you're looking for, hit the, the like button, subscribe. And don't forget, you got to hit that little bell for notifications and we'll be able to get new videos from awesome people like AW. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We'll see you on the next podcast.